Welcome to the Edge Talk Radio Network, your weekly source for information, empowerment, and connection. The Edge Magazine and its advertisers bring you inspired interviews and conversation on learning and healing, on our sacred journey, and on topics that expand beyond time and space. Now, welcome today's host. Greetings and welcome. Welcome to today's series entitled The Edge at Echo Bodine's Arpalooza. Held on the third Saturday of every month at Echo Center for Intuitive Living, which is located at 5356 Chicago South Avenue. I guess it's actually 5356 Chicago Avenue South in Minneapolis. The Arpalooza is a gathering of about 20 to 30 vendors offering their talents of psychic and intuitive readings, as well as readings from the Akashic field, body readings, energy and shamanic healings, astrology, numerology, and much more. I'm Catherine Taylor, and I'm not only a vendor at this great event, but I'm also your host for today's broadcast. And each month, The Edge introduces you to two of these vendors, and I'm just slowly working around the room. I'm almost complete with giving you interviews for those that are on the first floor. And then there's a whole downstairs of body workers and energy uh, healers. So you can go back to the archives and listen to a variety of interviews and conversations with other vendors. But today I'm going to be talking with Ruben Lehman, who offers shamanic healing, Peruvian leaf readings, and Afro-Brazilian tarot, and Vicki Green, who's an astrologer, healer, psychic, and medical intuitive, and their contact information can be found below. My first conversation is with Ruben, and that's spelled R-U-B-E-M. Ruben offers readings with Avalon cards, Peruvian leaf readings, and Afro-Brazilian tarot. He loves to help clients connect with their guides, angels, animal spirit helpers, and loved ones who have passed. He has experience advising clients on their spiritual and healing path and often offers short shamanic healings as well. So this can be uh, accessed not only at the Arpalooza, but also he offers private sessions. You can find out more information by calling him at 612-595-0944 or via email, which is Lima at Four seven eight gmail dot com. Again, it's R U B E M L I M A four seven eight at gmail. So, Ruben, are you there? Yes, I am. Welcome to the show, and thank you for taking this time. I know that you've been involved in the R Palooza for a very long time, but can you tell us a little bit about what it is that you offer in your services, and what was the evolution of those gifts? What was What's kind of the backstory before we get into what you're currently doing? Well, it could be, um, you know, I've kind of lost track of the dates or anything like that. But Mm -hmm. um, I had noticed, you know, an interest in spiritual things since I was four years old, um, and uh, including linguistic material. And uh, so I was trying to read the Bible in Dutch and things like that. And then, uh, you know, an interest in spiritual things. Um, and as um, you know, I grew up in 
in Brazil, so I had was exposed to a local Afro-Brazilian religion called Macumba, which is actually mm-hmm. kind of a modification of a, an African religion called Ifa. Mm-hmm. And uh, um, the Hispanic form would be Santeria, but unfortunately uh, some people think that it's negative, and it's not. It's really a positive religion that could be used in, in its black form, but that's not, you know, that's not normal. It's a choice you could make. But anyway, mm-hmm. so I was exposed to that, and um, Brazil is officially a Catholic country, um, but it has changed quite a bit, so it's now half Protestant. And um, I got some exposure to that also. And then other, I have always been interested in other religions. So, uh, But um, uh, my partner pointed out that I had um, uh, psychic abilities and encouraged me to develop it, develop them. So, um, and I just realized that I was very happy. Um, I, I had, have a lot of Native American training, uh, sweat lodges, Sundance, etc. And um, I noticed that... Uh, Doing readings uh, for others was was very fulfilling in the sense that it felt like a, uh, a vision quest. Mm-hmm. That I was very much in touch with spirit when I was doing a reading, and uh, the benefit is uh, is mutual. It was for the person who was receiving the reading and for myself. It's mm-hmm. uh, very often the the more the most in touch that I am with spirit. So uh, I am the one mm-hmm. who comes out uh, actually uh, rejuvenated. And I noticed, too, that over the years, uh, I think I've been doing it for eight to seven years, something like that. But again, it could be off a little bit on the dates. But uh, I also tend to l- um, like to advise people on their spiritual paths. And it's not that I'm you know, pushing anything on them. It's if they ask and it's appropriate, then I help them with, you know, is it Native American? Is it Buddhist? Is it... Um, Hindu, uh, I do uh, visit a Hindu temple regularly. I also go to uh, Buddhist classes in a monastery and um, and occasionally go to uh, Native American um, uh, ceremonies and so on. And I, mm-hmm. uh, I am a pipe carrier. I, have been, I am a sweat lodge singer. So, you know, all that comes together. So my approach is kind of eclectic. I've mixed mm-hmm. these different things. Mm-hmm. And uh, now I respect each one separately, but uh, I use knowledge from these different um, faiths in order to advise people, and I just go with where they're going. Mm-hmm. So, so before we talk about how you bring it to others, how has this contributed to your own evolution, your own spiritual journey? Well, I think that... Um, um, I've come. Um, there is something called a Course in Miracles that a, a lot of people uh, mm-hmm. know, and mm-hmm. I've come to realize um, a couple of realizations. First of all, that sometimes the message is just repeated over and over. It just amazed me, for example, that Buddhist messages sometimes are sound similar to the Native American idea that uh, mm-hmm. we're in a dream. Uh, and then at the same time, those also uh, get into uh, kind of agree with the Course in Miracles message that we are in a dream, mm-hmm. and that reality is something you know is really being with uh, reunited with Creator. 
Mm-hmm. So it, it's it's amazing to me that they just kind of say the same thing just in a different language. Right. Uh, mm-hmm. Which also brings me to the fact, my realization that um, I am, um, um, well, let's say a unit, a manifestation, one light within spirit, uh, which means that you know, this is kind of tough and I don't always accomplish this, but it means that when I do my best is really when my ego is not there. Mm-hmm. Or when my ego is out of the way, mm-hmm. that I'm, when I'm really just letting myself perform for spirit. Uh, and um, Native Americans call this being a conduit for spirit, being a bird bone mm-hmm. for spirit. And mm-hmm. then, of course, the miracle calls it, you know, realizing that I don't know anything and I don't know what I see and I don't know what I feel. Uh, and just letting spirit decide for me. Mm-hmm. So if you're in A Course in Miracles, you know what that means. It's right. repeated over and over. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, that it it's brought me down to the idea that the best work I do is not from my personality or from right. my ego, but from just letting spirit work. Right. I refer to that as standing in the beam of light instead of the spotlight. Mm-hmm. You know, so I think, you're, I think what you're saying is really accurate, that that there's one truth that is talked about in a whole lot of different ways and reaches a whole variety of people in alliance with what their vibration calls for. So, uh, but it's all kind of the same message. I think that's right. So then how did that evolve from your own personal journey into offering your services to others? Well, um, I have to admit, you know, the, my, my um, uh, partner, um, kind of, you know, encouraged that quite a bit. And then as I did readings for people and realized how fulfilling it felt to be doing something that, you know, was outside of myself, uh, then it was self-encouraging. Um, mm-hmm. And um, and I, one thing I've, you know, I've kind of improved over, over time is I tend to give more and more positive messages because um, I'm interested in people being happy and developing what they have. So I focus on the positive, not on the negative, mm-hmm. and, uh, which is what I would like for myself. Mm-hmm. So uh, so it's kind of, I'm evolving, I'm learning, I'm getting better at it. But um, I'm learning to uh, vo- uh, express things in a positive way and to look for the good things to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, the positive points and encourage those. And mm-hmm. as I see people walk away happy and smiling and laughing, um, it's encouraged me to do more of the same. Mm-hmm. So it so it's changing. It's um, getting better as far as I know. Mm-hmm. It continues to evolve. Well, I know we're going to talk about what you offer at the Arapalooza, but do you offer this in a practice outside of that venue? Yes, I do. Um, basically, um I, you know, I have cards and uh, with my phone number and email, and uh, and if people want to come, I, uh, come to my house and have a reading, that's fine. If they want to call me, um, I have at least a couple uh, clients who call fairly often, and uh, so I do it over the phone. Mm-hmm. Uh, I also go to psych- different psychic fairs, not very many, but a few, mm-hmm. and I do it there. I work at Orapalooza regularly. Um so, yeah, I offer, you know, I offer them anywhere. Mm-hmm. Now, do you ever do any any of, like, the American Indian 
activities like a sweat lodge or or uh, something like that with uh, with a group of people that you're sponsoring, or are you always there just as a participant? Um, well, I would like um, right now. I don't have um, a specific sweat lodge that I go to. I'm looking for one. Mm-hmm. And um, and um, I had a list of sweat lodges, and unfortunately, I lost the original. So, but I am a pipe carrier, so I do the pipe every Sunday, mm-hmm. and um, and um, I am I have done uh, Native American healings and so on. Uh, and when I do uh, healings, um, it's basically you know Lakota uh, material. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Uh, even though you know it, it's not a traditional healing quote unquote but um i use uh, knowledge that comes from uh lakota training mm-hmm. and um i am actually looking for a sweat lodge right now i have one but it's a little too far so it, so it's kind of hard to get to that one mm-hmm. uh, but i don't have to do that i mean i can be a participant as i since i am a singer i would be you know an active participant because i would be singing mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. Uh, but the readings don't depend on that. The readings depend on the universal knowledge. It's not. It's not only Native American or only Buddhist or right. only Hindu or mm-hmm. only Christian. And the other thing too that's important is, uh, some people have you know some kind of, uh, I don't know, uh, are not so uh, positive towards Christianity. I have absolutely no. Dif- uh, you know, I don't think I have any difficulty with uh, Christianity. Um, you know, I see mm-hmm. Jesus as a great healer, a great teacher. So um, I believe that I work in harmony with Christianity. I don't have any, you know, I'm not a recovering anything. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. can you tell us a little bit about what the process is um, to become a pipe carrier? What exactly does that mean, and and what initiations did you have to go through for that? Well, there was no um, particular initiation. Somebody. Um, offered me a pipe or I was offered a pipe in a situation and uh, I saw that as an obligation I was told that if I had a pipe I had to use it pray with it every now and then so mm-hmm. I tried to um, uh, not try I observed that as uh, as strictly as possible in order to honor the pipe mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. one of the important things about all these traditions is you do not want to clash with any of them so mm-hmm. whether they're traditional or not uh, uh, I, tr- I, I respect the traditions they do not try to change anything mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. one of the most beautiful uh, portrayals I think of the Lakota traditions is um, Jamie Sam's sacred path cards where she has the 44 cards and it's 44 different Lakota traditions with the background and then it's got an application of the card that's been around since the early 90s, but she just does a beautiful presentation mm-hmm. of of those Lakota traditions that you're talking about. It's very rich. Well, how does that morph into what you actually offer at Echoes Arapalusa? You're right behind me, so sometimes I hear you singing, and you also work, do you work with like a set of cards at the Arapalusa? Well, uh, I do not use the um, medicine cards at Arapalooza. I do use them for myself at home. Mm-hmm. Uh, but here's the thing, um, and I think traditional people would be very happy to hear this. Uh, I didn't learn um, the Lakota part from books at all. Mm-hmm. In fact, one of the things that you realize is that um, Native Americans are not 
excited about books. Um, mm-hmm. They prefer that you learn on the path that you learn from the sweat lodges, that you learn with a medicine person, and I have. Mm-hmm. So really, I first learned with uh, you know three or four uh, different um, native people, and then um, and then uh, I f- I found EJ, uh, what is it Jamie Sam's um, Jamie's cards, and I use right. them for myself. But that's not what I learned from. I learned from mm-hmm. being with an actual medicine person. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think where her cards have been really nice, and she talks about this in the book, is that it kind of introduces that to the mainstream so that they may be then interested in furthering their study. Mm-hmm. You know, um, so then what exactly do you offer at Echoes? So at Echoes, I basically do Avalon cards, which are based on Celtic tradition. And the interesting thing about it is this. I, when I started doing them, was attracted to those cards uh, by the way, they just come easily to me, I think. They, they're mm-hmm. kind of a natural part of who I am. I didn't have to make that much of an effort to learn them. And then I learned later on that I actually do have quite a bit of, quite a bit of uh, uh, Celtic genes, uh, which, uh, you know, being from Brazil is somewhat surprising, but not really mm-hmm. because there's a historical reason for that. Northern Portugal uh, was, you know, perhaps the second most important Celtic site in the world after, you know, Britain. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so it's not that surprising, uh, and I bet, uh, and I imagine that's where the genes come from. So, uh, so I, you know, after I got that information, I realized, well, this makes sense. That's why I've been attracted to Avalon cards. But Avalon cards are not, you know, they don't necessarily put a Celtic, well, kind of an, a Celtic window on things. But that's some, a lot of the wisdom is very universal, so it really doesn't make that much difference from using. Um, uh, you know the traditional tarot. The traditional tarot, perhaps a little more Christian-oriented, and the Avalon's uh, is more uh, Celtic-oriented. But I, these are all universal wisdom anyway, and I don't really see that much of a. I don't see a clash of any kind. Mm-hmm. And then uh, the other thing I offer is um, occasionally people do ask for uh, a Peruvian leaf reading. Now that mm. one's more complicated, and I and I don't recommend it for you know easy questions. Uh, it would be more for an, uh, a major decision in life, a, a, a choice of job, or a choice of uh, you know if somebody's going to start a new venture, because they're more complicated to read. Mm-hmm. So they re- require more attention on my part, uh, and they take time. They you know you, they're not, they, they don't flow quickly. Um, mm-hmm. They. Uh, they require, like I said, concentration. Mm-hmm. And then the third type that I occasionally do ask to do is the um, Afro-Brazilian. And the Afro-Brazilian is the one that's ba- um, based on the uh, Orishas. Uh, the, uh, the Orishas come originally from that African religion called Ifa, which was transported to Brazil, changed a little bit, and that's the one that, that is present everywhere in Brazil. In fact, Brazilians are almost like the Japanese. They... Uh, a lot of Brazilians have two religions. They go to church and they also practice some form of macumba or, or candomblé or whatever they call it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and um, so, so I grew up with that. So in a in a sense, it comes easily to me. I don't get as much request for those, but um, but I do get occasional requests. So I also offer the Afro-Brazilian tarot, which which are tarot cards but based on that religion. 
And mm-hmm. one thing one thing that I should note is some Hispanics think of that, you know, in in the Hispanic world that's called Santeria. And unfortunately mm-hmm. some Hispanics think that it's all black magic, which is mm-hmm. totally incorrect. Um, you know, uh, Macumba is normally positive uh, unless you choose to do something negative, mm-hmm. which I don't. Mm-hmm. So so um you know, I I don't understand uh, some nationalities react to that with some kind of uh, fear, but uh, I don't deal with black arts. I only do the the white parts. So mm-hmm. um, so anyway, so to me, it's just another spiritual tradition, which is African and which I uh, love to honor, as Brazil is the most mixed country in the world. So it makes sense that I would offer something African. Mhm, mhm. So do you offer like? 20-minute sessions or 30-minute mini-sessions, or do you sometimes even expand it to an hour? Yeah, my normal, uh, well, the most, I offer two things. I offer the 25-minute, 25-minute session or the 50-minute session. Most Mm -hmm. people ask for 25 minutes, which is plenty. Some Mm -hmm. people who obviously want a more extensive, you know, discussion of their lives and um, search, uh, ask for 50 minutes. Those happen, um, every now and then. Uh, so that's what I normally offer. Mm-hmm. And how long have you been working with Echo at the Arapalooza? And how did you get even introduced to uh, that venue? Um, good question. I, to be honest with you, I don't entirely remember what happened. <laughs> I think it was like, uh, in, in, in here I'm going to say this as a caveat because, you know, I could be way off on this, but uh, I think I've been there for at least three years, but it might be more. I don't even mm-hmm. remember when I started, and I um, somehow indirect that somebody, a friend of a friend of a friend, recommended it, and I wrote to her and said, "Can I go there?" And she said, "Fine." Um, so I may be a little inaccurate in what I'm saying right now because I don't remember. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you didn't have a personal relationship with you. You were referred to her, and then I was she referred to you. her, and uh, and I wrote to her and said, "Here are my qualifications. I think I sent a bio." Mm-hmm. And she said, please uh, come when I have an opening, and I did. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I have enjoyed it ever ever since. Well, and you're there pretty regularly. I mean, I know there was one time when you were gone, but usually, like I said, you sit either one one right behind me or one back from me. But but um, you're there yeah. on a pretty regular basis, right? Yeah, the only times I don't go is uh, if I have, you know, and this doesn't happen very rarely, if I have another psychic fair that I'm committed to, and it happens to fall on the same day as Arapalooza, mm-hmm. uh, and if you know, and I only have like two or three that I go to now, so if they do, then I might go there in order not to lose the you know the other tradition. Mm-hmm. But, uh, and then it just didn't also happen once that I had to take an exam uh, or take a course as an interpreter, which which is my other life. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, and there was no other day when that was offered, so I had to miss it. So normally, it has to be a major reason right. not to be there. Right. Yeah, we're kind of considered regulars at this point. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's been a delight to have this time to hear what you do. Can you give uh, for the listeners your contact information before we run out of time? Well, um, should I give my phone and uh, email? I would, I would, and then I'll also have that in the description so the listeners can refer to it from there as well. But it's always nice to hear it. Okay. So my uh, best contact, of course, is my cell phone, which is 612-505-0944. Um, 
And uh, my email is um, Ruben, spelled in Portuguese, R-U-B-E-M, as in Mary. And then my last name, Lima, L-I-M-A, written together, Ruben Lima, 478 at Gmail. All right. And be careful with that uh, M at the end there because uh, if you spell it, um, it's M as in Mary. If you write an N, it won't work because that's not my name. Right. And that would be what most people would naturally write. So it's nice that you drew attention to that. Yeah. Well, I just want to thank you for taking the time. I know that we had a little bit of a problem trying to find a schedule that matched both. So I really appreciate your making that work. And uh, I'll see you the third week of December. Oh, it's a pleasure. Thank you very much for um, asking me those questions. All right. Thank you, Ruben. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. My second conversation is with Vicki Green, who again is an astrologer, healer, psychic, and medical intuitive. She's a hard worker holding down three jobs, and some of you might have even met her while she worked at the counter at present moment, Herbs and Books, or at her gatherings at Lake Harriet Spiritual Community. Vicki is known to be a very sincere and warm healer. She's quick to get into your aura and feel where healing is needed. Then she focuses her light and energy there. If you have a question, ask. She's up to any challenge you have. Again, Vicki can be reached at 612-437-7800 or every third Saturday at the Arapalooza. Her talents are wide and varied, and she pulls out a set of cards, and the story behind every card is beautiful and deep. So without further ado, I would like to welcome Vicki. So Vicki, are you there? Yes, Catherine. Well, thank you. Thank you for taking this time to talk with us today. And, of course, as you know, this is the uh, conversation where I'm talking to all of the different vendors from the Arpalooza. And what I'd like to do for the EDGE audience is give them an idea of what the backstory is. So before we talk about the gifts and talents that you offer, not only at Echo Center on that third Saturday of every month, but also just in your own line of work. Tell us a little bit about your talents and how did they evolve? What was your experience? What's the backstory to what you bring to the world? Okay. I was sort of um, always doing it, but I didn't know the names. I always, um, I seen ghosts and doing things like that, but um, Echo woke me in the Mm. early 80s. Mm. Yeah, my aunt well, told me that. Before you go to what echoed, so when this is happening, it's like, how did you experience that? You know, what was that like for you? And were you a young child? Oh, no. No, I was a mother. I was trying to raise my kids, and I, I, my dad passed, and I wanted to stay in touch with him, and that's when I started studying with Echo. Okay. I did that for many years the healing, and the psychic development. Okay. All right. So, yeah, and then I got ordained. And I just always, I, I, I just always loved it. I just, I don't know. I just, it's so beautiful. So tell us a little bit about the ordination. You got in, ordained as what and in what? And what was oh, like? the Order Melchizedek over by Lake Area Community Church. Okay, uh, that was, so that was let the in the early. Know what that is. Mm-hmm. 
that's just um well that's that's always a part of the work that's just following god's laws mm-hmm. so, so what I was involved like, what what was involved in getting ordained in in that and nothing what's it called? nothing honey what it is okay. is it's Melchizedek. it's in the bible okay. it's about it's, it's about um taking a vow and the the thing that stands out the most it was a long time ago uh, but they said that the only power that you'll need in this world is the staff. And, you know, you're holding the staff. And it's just something that I always carry. Mm-hmm. Okay. But so then how does that... Okay, so go ahead with the Echo story then. Echo, uh, we used the light switch. I mean, that's not the power. That's the... Um, connection. It's like a symbol. Mm, okay. So she used sure the she... light switch like as a metaphor for turning on your talents. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. And how long did you study with Echo before you actually started offering your own services? Oh, a long time. We mm-hmm. just, um, we just loved it it was a it grew i mean it was just fabulous echo got real popular and then we moved to the church first we were at her house and then we moved to the church and now was this with the group or with this individual work with echo both okay i've done i i've done readings with healing um i mean i've done um i've done the um heal Echo used to read for me. Mm, okay. And then she taught me. That's that. Mm, mm-hmm. And then I had other teachers. I learned astrology too. And I used the oracle cards. But, you know, Echo taught me that I had all those gifts like the clairvoyant, clairaudient, clairsentient, empath. And then I also do psychometry. That's when you're feeling the things. Mm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's that's how I do it. So then when you're offering services at the Arapalooza, like if someone sits down, walk the audience through the different the different kinds of readings that they could get from you. Well, the, I like to see their birth date in the ephemeris. That's the book that's got where the plan, where the all the stars were mm-hmm. when you're born. Okay. Uh, that sets the fingerprint for your life. You know, okay. what, what's it all about? And so I like that. And then I also like to just see what I get. And then they ask questions. And after mm-hmm. that, mm-hmm. and then after okay. that, I like, I like to use the cards. Um, they're oracle cards, and they support the information. Okay. So walk us through the oracle cards. So someone sits down. And the first thing you do is you ask them what their birthday is, and then you look that up. No, first I see what I get. I just, I like to to touch them. I like to put my hands on their hands and just kind of get in sync, and and then I get visions. Okay. And then we talk about that. You know, I tell them what I get, and then we can talk about that, and then I ask them, you know, what what do you want to ask, and what's your birth date, and and then, you know, we just go from there. Okay. All right. And so then um, once you get all that, 
talk a little bit more about how the oracle cards support your work. Well, by the time I get done, um, if there's any questions, the cards clear it up. Usually, um, you know, you can, This I use five cards. The second card is the other. You can use that as a work or relationship or um, something So you else. use five cards. So what's the first card? That you that's, that's yourself. Okay. Okay. The second and one. Do you do you draw the cards or do you have the uh, individual pull cards? I I ask them to shuffle, and then um, I just take off the five off the top. Okay. In order, and then um, yeah, that's the first is yourself. The second is the other. The third is the relationship. The fourth is what to put out, and the fifth is the final outcome card. So uh, so they can either ask about, say, a relationship or can they ask about a job that they're interested in or what the next step is. Like they, they can ask a variety of questions and then those five cards respond to their intention. Exactly. Because mm-hmm. a lot of times they don't know what they want to know. Like mm-hmm. sometimes we just need to know something, but we don't know what we don't know. Right, right. And so... You know, I'll just go see mm-hmm. what you know. What's it about? Okay. So if they were gonna, if somebody was gonna ask, let's say about a work situation, then the first card would speak about what they're bringing to the table with the work situation, right? Right. Okay. And then the second card is other. So then that would be the job itself or the employee or. Or oh, well, the job itself. I mean, it, it, see, everything's based on the question. That's the important thing. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you have to get a question that um, is open. So um, yeah, if you get um, the self and then you get the other, that will be the situation that's pertinent. Okay. Okay. What they're asking about. Yes, but it's all. You can also substitute it because it can be. Be be more than one other thing. Okay. See, and, cause we're, and then and then with the relationship card, that tells you what you know what what ties you together. Okay. What the point of it is, and then. Um, so, what kind of the higher purpose of the potential relationship would be then? Oh uh, well, yeah, yeah, exactly. Good. That's a good way to put it, Catherine. Mm-hmm. Okay. All it's right. A, it's, yeah, it's what, what, the, what the two bring together and then what what you need to put out. And, and what then, does that mean? Would that be more the resistance or the opposition? Uh, no, that would be more what to do about it. What oh, okay. Action. So the action step. Yes. Okay. Perfect. Okay. Yes. And then the fifth one. That's what's going to happen. Okay. So how wide open is that? Because isn't the outcome based on kind of, um, you know, uh, personal choice and and how they execute the fourth card, which is the action taken? So that's well, the potential of what could happen? Uh, no, the fourth card is what you, well, just you have to just kind of do what it says or believe what it says. 
Okay. It's like so then, that's the key. That's the key. See, the action is the key. You get this is it to correct a situation or to improve a situation or what they need, the other needs in a situation or you need what to put out, and then the final outcome card. So does the outcome kind of predict uh, what's possible if they stick to what the action is that's being recommended? Yep. Okay. Right. <laughs> so it gives them a formula. For what they can do, kind of. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. It's, mm-hmm. It shows what the guidance, which is, you know, usually just what I said. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. In, other, in other words. Mm-hmm. Now, do you do... Show, okay, do you do any mediumship or... You mentioned early in the conversation, you know, that you started seeing ghosts and stuff. Do you use that in your work with others? Or... Not, not like, looking at them, I do... Um, well, you know, clairvoyant is seeing. I'm clairvoyant, and I'm okay. also here. I'm clairaudient, and I and I sense. I'm I sense things. Okay, so clairsentient. So you have yeah. all those faculties to draw from. So does yeah, and ever... an, and an empath, honey. The okay. empath's the hardest because mm-hmm. you feel it all. Yeah. Sometimes I just cry and oh, it's embarrassing. But you know, what are you gonna do? Mhm, mhm. Well, that's one of your tools, yeah, that you relate to them with. But so, do they come to you where they may want to have some sort of conversation with somebody that's passed on the other side, or yes, they more... come. Yes, that's what I went to Echo for just before right. I started teaching, and I, yeah, I teach too. I love mm-hmm. teaching, and I love the healing. I started at my first job down at St. Anthony, Maine, at Michael Wing and Associates, mm-hmm. and I loved it. He really started it in the Twin Cities, uh, putting ads in the paper, and it used to be in Uptown, then they got kicked out of there. And, and so what was, did you do with them? What exactly did you do with them? Oh, readings. Okay, okay. Michael, Michael, um, is a, he's a handwriting expert. Okay. All right. So you worked with them and um then what what else do you offer now besides the art pollution? Like how can people work with you outside of that venue? Well, I did a reading here this morning. My dog likes to help with my readings. <laughs> <laughs> It was it was just so so cute because he's an empath too. He's a beagle mm. boy, and and she she was upset, um, crying about her cat. And Franklin just just got down on on doing the downward dog and was crying with her. It's just mm. unbelievable the the way the animals are. They're just so healing and fabulous. Mhm. Mhm. So you do individual sessions with people in your home? Is that do you work out of your home? Mhm. Yes, I do. And, and you're located where? Oh, I'm in South Minneapolis. Okay. All right. So you must I be pretty to close work, to the center. Yeah, I used to work at Present Moment. Oh, okay. I okay. used to do contracts too, all over what, the city. What does that mean, contract? Oh, independent contracting. Mm. Okay. It was okay. through happy faces. Okay. A lot of uh, parties all over. Okay. 
Okay. And school. Oh, my gosh. The school. I did school for a decade all over schools I never heard of. What did you do at schools exactly then? Oh, I was at the lock-in parties when they graduated. Mm. So I'd stay there all night and work with the kids. I mean, one would get up and another would sit down. There was no break all Mm -hmm. night long. They loved it. Wow. So you were giving them what insight and direction about their lives? or Yeah, they're on the brink right of graduation and their life is opening up and oh, it was wonderful. Oh, but then towards the end, I did that for a long time. Um, uh, out on Lake Minnetonka too. But they they brought in the casino stuff and they dressed the kids in the black tuxes and stuff and that just took away my business. They all got to the gambling. Oh, interesting. It was. It was astonishing Mm -hmm. because it was just such a big attraction for them. I think they Mm -hmm. felt growing up. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, I felt left out. Interesting transition. Yeah. Yeah, I could have helped them more. That's for sure. So what kind of classes do you teach now before we run out of time? Oh, I haven't taught classes for a while now. You don't? Okay. No, so mostly I haven't. But you, I taught healing. I taught healing classes and psychic development, <laughs> psychic development classes. I've been doing it 37 years. Okay. Amazing. Yeah. And how long have you actually been doing the R Palooza since you started? Or Oh, it's been about a year and a half. Okay. The what made you decide to start? Missed is when my dog has been sick. And my mom, too. Um, what uh, made you decide to jump into the Arapalooza? Oh, well, first of all, like I said, I love it. But this friend of mine called and um, wanted to go. And I did want to go. And so we went, and um, I just loved it. And the energy was so good. And Echo said, do you want to work here? <laughs> I go, yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, I do. So I do. I love it. It's just so good to be useful and helping people. Mm-hmm. It's a nice energy for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, can you give your contact information before we run out of time? How would people get a hold of you? to set up sessions outside of the Arabalusa? Well, I I can give you my telephone number. Sure. It, is that the way clients get a hold of you? Well, the thing is, I, the, you want my email? Uh, whatever way you would like to have them contact you. Do you have a website that they can look at, or do you want them just to email you or call you? Yeah, they can just call me because I'm not real good at that email. I, try and get your picture but my phone okay. number six one two four three seven seven eight zero zero okay so not only can they see you at the art Palooza, but they can use that phone number to book something uh of an individual nature and you're located in south minneapolis yes and i still do parties oh okay so when you do a party what does that look like before we have to close well the, the a lot of times it's just a, a gathering of girls, you know, that's mm-hmm. basically that, and they want to get readings and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. 
Okay. All right. So so you would go and just you'd be there and available to do individual readings within a group setting while they're commingling? Yes. Okay. All right. All right. So give us your phone number one more time. 612-437-7800. All right. Thank you for this opportunity to present myself, Catherine. I appreciate it. Well, I think it's really great that you had time to come on. And um, you sit pretty close to me. So, um, you know, I will see you on uh, the 21st, which is our next one. Okay, Catherine. Thank you. All right. All right. And take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thanks again for tuning in. And this is Catherine Taylor, your host for today's show. And I will see you at the Arapalooza this month. The date is December 21st. It is the winter solstice. So I'm sure it's going to be a day of, of lively activity. It's also the weekend right before Christmas. And we have a lovely gift shop where you can buy different different uh, necklaces and gems and stones and it's just a, a beautiful array of beautiful things if you have that last minute shopping so we hope to see you there and again i invite you to listen to the broadcast if you're interested in hearing about the other vendors that participate in this great event thanks for tuning in Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.